Welcome to the Go Home Show for Survivor Series. Friday Night Smackdown, how was the show? Could it be that finally it was an amazing, tremendous show that made me forget about all nonsense to the build-up to Survivor Series? Or was it another piece of shit? You guessed it, it was another piece of fucking shit. Remember when we heard the reports that no, 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 they're not doing any invasions because it's COVID era. They are afraid because they already had three major outbreaks and they don't want to risk somebody getting sick one more time. Well, you know what? It was a fucking lie. I guess they just forgot about Survivor Series. I'm not even kidding. They could have done it way earlier. Just put one champion from a different brand come and visit another champion from a different brand because hey wildcard rule right guys and just made them interact made them build their fucking survivor series match but no we're just gonna wait until the last show and because of this this show was a bunch of fucking nonsense the show started once again with the Street Profits and Big E interaction. They were hyping up Survivor Series because, hey, remember guys? The Undertaker is his last appearance. He's gonna end his career there, right? We never did this before. 30 years of The Undertaker. Please, just please believe us. I don't know, maybe, hopefully, it's actually gonna be the last time Undertaker will appear on WWE TV as, you know, active wrestler in quotation, but nobody believes this bullshit. And the fact that we needed to sit through another interaction of Big E and Street Profits paying homage to The Undertaker now was quite, uh, painful. But then, Big E announced that, hey, you know who's here? The rest of the New Day. They come out to the ring. They are again talking about, you guessed it, The Undertaker and the Survivor Series, how important it is. Well, it's not, but yeah, let's, let's just let it slide. But then they're getting interrupted by Sami Zayn, then Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler with fucking Bobby Roode. Why? Of course, to build an 8-man tag. And the justifying of why they decided to interrupt them was just laughable. Sami Zayn is saying that hey, WWE are too afraid to put him against The Undertaker, that's why they put him against Bobby Lashley. Bullshit. Baron Corbin just unhappy with the fact that the New Day are here, and I can actually agree with him. I don't believe that I'm saying this. You're fucking Raw Tech Team Champions. Please stay on Monday Night Raw, because Survivor Series is the only time of the year when we can see one superstar from one brand face against the other superstar from another brand. And then Bobby Roode and uh, Dolph Ziggler are just unhappy with the New Day because they lost on Monday Night Raw to them. At least some fucking reasoning. Of course it all built to an 8-man tag where the New Day and Street Profits won. Did this whole nonsensical interaction made me more invested for the Survivor Series great match that we're gonna get? The answer is probably no. And if I'm honest, maybe I'm even less invested. 
Because remember when draft happened, we had this nonsensical, but at the same time very emotional moment. Where for some reason Biggie stayed on SmackDown while Kofi and Woods were drafted to Raw. It was nonsensical, but it was very emotional, and a lot of people let it slide. Like, yeah, it didn't make any sense, but hey, it was a great moment. Now, for some reason, you're bringing the rest of the New Day back to Big E, who's not getting his push, at least for now, because Survivor Series is on the way, and they just ruining that great emotional moment for nothing. Because if I remember correctly, Biggie and the rest of the New Day actually didn't meet up at the end. So did it make any sense? No. Did it make me more invested? No. Am I pissed off? Oh fuck yes, you guessed it right. <sighs> After this we had a backstage segment with Daniel Bryan where he's supposed to give an interview but Sami Zayn interrupted him before he even started. And Zayn said, hey Brian, you think you're better than me having your whole return to SmackDown after your little injury segment? No, no, no. If not the Survivor Series, I would beat the living shit out of you right now. And Daniel Bryan responded with just pushing him away. Remember, your intercontinental champion? And yeah, I forgot to tell you, in this eight-man tag, you know who took the pin? Oh yeah! The Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. The only man from the opposite four who was never supposed to take the pin, who was the legitimate champion. I guess it just gives you the feel of how much WWE actually give a shit about Sami Zayn and the Intercontinental title in general. But after this, Daniel Bryan cut a really nice promo. The first actually good thing I'm gonna say about the show is that the promo segments were actually great. This promo for Bryan hyping up their main event match against Jey Uso, saying that it was never supposed to be personal, but now it is. And it was great, because Daniel Bryan is always fucking great. And remember when I said about every promo was fucking being great? I uh, kind of forget about this because then Adam Pearce told Otis that he is the last man in the Survivor Series team. Why? I know that the man's side of SmackDown Survivor Series team will probably lose. I already talked about this in my mind and I roar of you. But come on, not giving the spot to be... Big E? Why? Big E versus Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle would have been so cool to see, but instead you're giving me Otis, who you clearly fucking forgot about because, hey, remember at Hell in a Cell, Tucker actually turned heel on him and, you know, cost him his money in the bank contract. But now he's fucking fighting around, happy as he can be, Eating around with his buddy Chad Gable. Why? Why are you doing this to me? I really want to enjoy the show. But instead, you're giving me this bullshit. Thankfully, after this, we had great, great segment with Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Their contract signing. Roman Reigns was fucking great in this segment. 
saying to Drew that he's a secondary champion. He should not give him advice because the only person who can give him advice is Paul Heyman. And he told Drew that he is not man enough to be the man who will carry the legacy of this company because it's Tribal Chief's work. He is the face of WWE. He is the brand. And Drew will have an opportunity to be this man to carry on the brand of WWE on his shoulder. But it's not gonna happen now because now it's Roman Reigns time. It's job of Roman Reigns. It was a great promo. The only bad thing that I can tell about this segment was it was never supposed to happen right now. Of course, it's a nice visual to have two bells on the table, to have a champion versus champion conversation, but you gave the title to Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell. You ruined his momentum after giving him two losses to Drew McIntyre. You you know, kind of gave away the momentum from Drew McIntyre after he lost the title at Hell in a Cell. But now, two weeks after Hell in a Cell, Drew is once again the champion with no momentum. He will lose to Roman Reigns. He will start a rivalry with Sheamus. He will win against Sheamus. And then he's probably going to lose his title to Randy Orton. Why are you doing this right now? Save it for an actual time where it's going to matter where we're going to have Drew and Randy go face to face for not only the title, but being, becoming the face of WWE. Becoming the actual tribal chief, the man who will be the most respected, the man who will carry on the legacy of this company on his shoulder. And instead, we're having this on the Survivor Series. It's not bad. It's the only match that actually have some sort of a build and two very good segments. But it's just a shame in my opinion. Speaking of shame, I kind of forgot to tell you about one tiny little segment that happened prior to this incredible contract signing. It was Natalia coming up to... Adam Pearce saying that, hey, I want to get my spot at Women's Smackdown team. And Adam Pearce told her, alright, if you're going to be Tamina, you will be on the team. But before you're going to go, here's the latest addition to our team, Bailey. And obviously Natalia beat it Tamina. And then the all, all women on the Survivor Series Smackdown side of team come up to celebrate. But instead of Bianca Belair being a captain, Bailey decides to tell that she is a captain and she will carry on this team to win at Survivor Series. And I absolutely don't give a fuck about this. It ruins the momentum of Bailey and Sasha. Yes, even though the rivalry should have ended, but you remember last week Bailey kinda interfered at Sasha Banks' promo and then kinda disappeared. Yeah. Why? Actually, don't tell me. You probably don't know, don't know the answer either. And the problem is, we already have seen the similar situation on Monday Night Raw with the men's side of Survivor Series. AJ Styles is the captain, but nobody really 
wants to admit that he is the captain because nobody wants to put him over himself, basically admit that he is better. Same goes to Bailey. She doesn't want to tell Bianca Belair that she is the captain because she believes that she's better. I would actually care about this story if we wouldn't have the same story on Monday night and if you would tell me about this story more and not just, hey, here it is, go home show, then you controversy around it. Hey, we have a problem. How will they coexist? Yeah, fucking bullshit. That's what it is. After this, we have hopefully the finale of the story of Murphy and Seth Rollins. Murphy versus Seth, where Seth dominated the majority of the match, barely given any opportunity to Murphy until the end. And it was a fine match. I really like Seth, I really like Murphy, but this storyline should have ended years ago. And the fact that we're still carrying on until the end of November? It's just mind-blowing, and the only reason we gonna stop is because Seth Rollins needs to be out of TV because Becky Lynch has given birth. And I hope that this is the finale, because Murphy, after getting his ass beat up for the majority of the match, performed like 20 fucking running knees, and then ended the match with his finisher. And... Some people have high hopes for Murphy in the future. Scrap them off already because he immediately got interrupted by Sasha Banks for her promise segment and they went to the commercial break. But I'm happy if they're gonna finish the story here. I'm gonna be unhappy if they're gonna continue this after Seth Rollins will be back because there is no need to do this and it will be a shame if they're gonna waste Murphy. Because his potential is up there with the best superstars of WWE. But same goes for Andrade and a lot of NXT calls up. And some of them are already wasted. Some of them are Slapjack and T-Bar. And some of them will have an opportunity. But God knows for how long will they have this opportunity. Then we have a segment with Michael Cole, Sasha Bang. And Asuka. Banks talks that she's better, that she will beat Asuka, Asuka speaks Japanese and somebody else catchphrase. This is absolutely useless segment that didn't build up their match at all. The match that we already seen this year when, remember, Sasha and Bailey had their rivalry against Asuka? Oh yes, and Kairi Sane, remember that. Not only have we seen this match, but then Carmella attacked Sasha Banks and Asuka did absolutely nothing to protect Sasha or Cleese to do anything. And may I remind you, she's a babyface. Why? Oh my god, it's just so bad. And it's a shame because then we had Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso. Fucking great match. But that had absolutely zero stakes and that has no effect on Survivor Series. But overall, this match fucking ruled. And yet this match didn't have anything 
mind-blowing special, no incredible sequence, no flashy moves getting delivered after another flashy move, but overall, it was a physical, it was a technical match between Jay and Daniel Bryan with some table spots, with Jay working over uh, Daniel Bryan's rib injury. It was great. And it put over Jay Uso basically saying that his win over Daniel Bryan was not a fluke. He deserves to be in the conversation of great stars of WWE, but also puts Daniel Bryan over by beating Jey Uso with a roll-up. He protects Jey Uso, but also kinda makes Daniel Bryan more of a star in a way. And it gives him some credibility to go forward and face against probably Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. And... It was a great match. We had another incredible segment with Roman Reigns and Drew. We had a good match with Murphy and Seth Rollins. But everything else on the show just sucked. And it's a shame because SmackDown has such big potential, but they blow it every single time. Nobody gives a shit about Carmella. Nobody gives a shit about... Natalia and Bailey's Bianca Belair fighting over who's the captain. Nobody really gives a shit about New Day and Street Profits fighting against Sami Zayn, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler with Baron Corbin. You could do so much more, but you decide to do this bullshit. And the fact that people are still justifying the product kind of pisses me off. You need to call them up when they do something wrong, and then you, you need to praise them when they do something right. And I'm doing what I have to do. I'm saying that this segment sucked and this segment ruined. And I hope you will understand this. And no, just not gonna just jump in the conclusion that I'm WWE hater and just gonna send me angry messages. There's no need to. If you want to express your opinion, I would love to hear it in the comments. And, as always guys, thank you for listening, and hear you soon.